Hello, warriors. Hello, airwaves. Welcome to Talk Is War with your host, Alpha Z. Thank you for joining us today on this beautiful, well, not really beautiful where I am, but on this Monday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess you can't really say it's a beautiful Monday because nothing really happens on a Monday, but, um, well, I mean, you know, I got some good things, but anyway, welcome to Talk Is War, everybody. Uh, tell me how you're doing. Send me an email. Uh, you know the usual. So this is episode 40, and I am glad to be kicking it with you guys. Of course, tell me how you're doing. And let's go ahead and go to war right into the news of the wrestling world. All right, here we go. Jake Roberts, Magnum TA, and others to join the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame class of 2020. And you may be wondering, well, isn't he already a part of the Hall of Fame? Well, yes, but uh, Jake Roberts, of course. And I don't know if Magnum TA is. uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, um, you may be wondering, aren't they already a part of the Hall of Fame or whatever? Well, I... For the most part, yes, but not this Hall of Fame. It is not the WWE Hall of Fame. It is the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, A lot of people don't know about this simply because they're blinded by WWE's Hall of Fame. They think, oh, WWE, that's, you know, the top company. We got to get there if we want to make it big. That's the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but if you want to make it bigger in the world of pro wrestling, then it's the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, I gotta say. Uh, and of course, it's a real, um, uh, a physical, you know, building in uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. And, um, well, this is where the ceremony is gonna happen. And uh, let's see, they already picked a bunch of people. They got, um, oh, they got all kinds of different divisions. They got a tag team division, executive division, Pioneer Division, uh, Territory Division, there's all kinds. Um, Well, some that are already announced uh, for the modern era is uh, Magnum TA and Jake the Snake Roberts. In the Referee Division is Dick Worley. And in the International Division is Kabuki, or also known as the Great Kabuki, I believe. And um, what else? The Tag Team Division is getting the Bushwhackers, and the Executive Division is getting Dory Funk Jr., So, you heard it here, guys. Magnum TA, Jake the Snake Roberts, and all those others. Congratulations for being a part of the Hall of Fame class of 2020 in the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. And, uh, well, I guess you guys, if you guys are attending that, I hope you have a, well, good time. And, um, honestly, I I feel like I would want to go to that. It it sounds, uh, sounds pretty cool. I'm a huge uh, retro pro wrestling fan, and I especially appreciate Jake Roberts, so I can't wait to see that in the future. I, uh, well, what else we got here? Uh, let's see. Arn Anderson has revealed which current pro wrestlers he would want to include in the Four Horsemen. Now, this is a very interesting article I'm having a look at right now, simply because I... Um, you never really hear about these uh, older wrestlers who, you know, are from other factions who want to pick modern-day wrestlers to fulfill that faction. Well, let's see what we got here. During a recent show with Wrestling Travel, Arn Anderson revealed which current pro wrestlers he would include in a modern-day four horsemen. 
and Anderson picked a mix of talent from WWE and AEW with his choices being Cody Rhodes, Braun Strowman, Dash Wilder, and Scott Dawson. Now, I think these are great picks. I think that um, Cody Rhodes is, um, well, the Rhodes family is the pioneer, uh, one of the greatest pioneers of pro wrestling itself. Uh, Braun Strowman, of course, one of the greatest big men of today. And, uh, well, he's making quite a name for himself. And, uh, of course, the revival Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson, probably the uh, tag team that is bringing the, uh, the premiere in the tag team division of today. And that's what I think a lot of uh, modern tag teams struggle with. They struggle to appeal to the two-on-two competition, you know? Like, they have good chemistry, and they have wonderful uh, strategies with teamwork, and, you know, there's action involved that normally wouldn't occur in a normal match setting, or, you know, in a triple threat and in a four-way dance or whatever, you know? Uh, I think that The Revival have made quite a name for themselves in the world of tag team wrestling and NXT and the indie scene and uh, WWE right now and uh, who knows, maybe AEW in the future. And, uh, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't touch upon Cody. Um, well, of course, the Rhodes family, you know, being awesome and pioneers of this industry. Uh, Cody has literally made... Uh, pro wrestling from the ground up with AEW, you know, uh, made him, made himself a pretty good name in Japan and WWE alike. I, I think those are really great picks from AA himself. And, uh, well, I guess that's it for that. And what else we got here? Oh, okay. Uh, it appears that AEW is under investigation by the Maryland stay-in, oh, sorry, let me, uh, Maryland stand. and my computer just did some, oh, here we go, uh, AEW is under investigation by Maryland State Athletic Commission for a full gear match, well, I didn't expect them to have any types of problems with this, but, um, well, let's take a look, this is by uh, comicbook.com if you guys want to follow this up. The Maryland State Athletic Commission is currently investigating AEW for a match that happened at their full gear pay-per-view event in Baltimore on November 9th, 2019. The match in question is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley in an unsanctioned lights out match. Well, yeah, that, that's such a weird term for it. Why can't they just call it an unsanctioned match or or a no holds barred, you know, something universal, like, no one, no one's gonna understand what a lights out match is, but, you know, I get it, it's our own thing, uh, let's see, it, uh, closed the show, of course, and it was also the most violent match in the brief history of AEW, which is one of the factors in the investigation, as the commission specifically prohibits wrestlers from lacerating themselves or blading their opponents, and the commission also prohibits introducing human and or animal blood into a match. Well, uh, I didn't realize that one of them bladed. I thought everything was, you know, inflicted with, you know, what it was, like barbed wire. Well, I mean, of course that did some damage, but 
I mean, they had, I'm trying to think of what they had. They had a chain that had to do some damage. They had chairs, plenty, a couple tables. I, I can't actually remember the whole thing, but I do remember the barbed wire scene and a little bit of in between, of course, the chain. Uh, what else we got here? Um, let's further expand upon this. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that former WCW announcer Christopher Cruz contacted the commission regarding the match. The commission repeated the above rules to Cruz and told him that they had staff at the event and a doctor on site. Cruz was finally told that the commission is now investigating the match and couldn't comment further until that investigation is over. And Cruz has been a vocal critic of AEW. Speaking to the Wrestling With History podcast, Cruz said, and I quote, AEW has millions of dollars from the son of a billionaire and is not setting the world on fire and will not succeed. It may last a long time, but will never be profitable. Somebody once said, if you want to be a millionaire, start with a billion dollars and buy an airline. It's the same thing with a pro wrestling organization. It's just going to bleed you dry. Not everything is guaranteed to last forever. It's my convention that wrestling has seen better days, end quote. Well, I'm not really sure what the penalties would be if they were to investigate it. I didn't even know there was some kind of uh, investigative uh, authority with pro wrestling. I thought this was all conducted differently. But, I mean, me as a pro wrestler, I, you know, I never really, I never had a match. Like, I'm trained in everything. I've never had a match before. And, uh, well, you know, I, I didn't think that there was some kind of commission like this out there. That's very different. But um, it also says that the commission in Maryland has always had a reputation for being overbearing in its regulation of pro wrestling. Uh, famously with Ric Flair and Lex Luger at the Great American Bash in 1988. But, um, you know, it's... it's you're going to have it backstage politics and ring politics. It's going to happen, man. Uh, let's hope everything gets settled. Honestly, it sounds like it's all going to resolve itself, but, you know. Uh, what else we got here? We got uh, two, uh, yeah, two more news stories for you guys. Charlotte Flair and Andrade Cien Almas have applied for trademarks. This is interesting. Usually some... Uh, very significant things happen whenever people apply for trademarks, especially if it's for names. Well, let's see what we got here. Charlotte Flair and her real-life partner Andrade Cien Almas have both reportedly applied for trademarks for their in-ring monikers this week. According to a report by Fightful.com, Charlotte Flair applied to trademark both the Queen of Wrestling and Ashley Flair at the end of November. Mm. And uh, they were... Well, that's uh, Ashley Flair. Is that a real name? I don't. I don't. Th- I don't think it is. Let me let me check that real quick. I don't know why else she would want to have it. Maybe it is. That's the only thing I can think of. Ashley Flair. Oh yeah, her real name is Ashley Elizabeth Flair. That's cool. That's cool. Well, anyway, uh, let's see. Um, and I'm not... Oh, yeah. Andrade applied uh, for his trademark El uh, Idolo and La Sombra, which was his ring name in CMLL. And, well, uh, there hasn't been any 
word back on this, and WWE does own rights to both Charlotte Flair and Andrade, and it still currently remains unknown on how they plan on using these new trademarks in the future. So maybe they'll go somewhere else. Maybe they'll just, uh, you know, have some slight change. I'm not sure. Well, let's keep on going here. One more news story for you guys. MJF has claimed that he will never wrestle Cody. Hmm. Well, that's kind of surprising considering how I thought that, well, well, I mean, I think a lot of people thought that Cody was going to have his revenge upon MJF for turning on him at full gear when he was in that match for Chris Jericho, but let's see it. ProWrestling.com coming at you. MJF has taken to Twitter to mock his AEW rival Cody Rhodes using his old list image as a method of taking another shot at him. When Cody first left WWE, he famously shared a list of his dream opponents on the independent scene. Cody went on to try and tick each name off as he wrestled around the world against them in a decision that certainly got the wrestling world talking about him. A couple people on this was Adam Cole, Dalton Castle, Kurt Angle, um, let's see who else here, I can't really see a lot of it, um, personal ring announcer, I believe he's talking about, um, what's his name, uh, Alberto Del Rio, his, uh, Roberto Rodriguez, I think that's his name, uh, Trevor Lee, the Young Bucks, and Roderick Strong, so, those were a couple of people on his list, and, of course, one of them being, um, uh, actually, no, I don't think MJF was listed, but, uh, MJF has now used that same list idea to mock him. Current owner of AEW Diamond Ring shared a list of wrestlers he will never wrestle with just one name on it, and that being Cody Rhodes. Well, I think this is just you know, a jab kind of thing. I don't really think it's something to take so seriously. Maybe, maybe he will wrestle Cody. I mean, it only makes sense storyline-wise, you know, and I mean, AEW's got to use some logic, so maybe. Mm. Hydration. (laughs) And, well, that is it for the news of the wrestling world. And, well, those are some very interesting stories. We've never really had anything that interesting before with uh, news. Or, we we have, but it's sometimes it's hard to find those kind of things. So, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next segment here. You guys know how it's done. It's on this day in wrestling history. All right, nine years ago today, at TNA Turning Point, Abyss and Raven defeated Black Rain and Relic in a match of 10,000 tacks. Probably the most brutal match I have ever watched in TNA history. And, well, uh, congratulations to Abyss and Raven on that win nine years ago today. And from all of us here at Talk Is War, we would like to wish a happy 36th... A happy 36th birthday to Darren Young, a former WWE Tag Team Champion, a member of Nexus, and the Primetime Players. Happy birthday, Darren, and I hope 36th treats you well. And, uh, well, that is it for On This Day in Wrestling History, and we have a pro wrestling vocab word of today before we go to commercial break, and that word is dark match. Uh, You guys may be wondering, is this where they turn off all the lights? Well, no. Uh, 
a dark match is basically a non-televised match. Uh, doesn't involve anything with storylines. And, um, usually used to, uh, warm up the crowd, or maybe they'll do it at the end of the show as a crowd pleaser, because they gotta send the crowd home happy. You just can't do anything without that. And, uh, this typically features, um, main event wrestlers with, um, the, uh, post dark matches. And, uh, smaller matches usually consist of uh, up-and-coming wrestlers, people under developmental contracts, etc. It can really be anything, but for the most part, matches that are not aired on TV. Mm, I don't think there's not a single promotion that doesn't do this. WWE does, um, Lucha Underground does, I, uh, AEW does too, and uh, there's a couple that they do, and well, that's a dark match, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, sending a list of the words you would like me to describe because I do not know everything right off the top of my head, but I, you know, and of course I always use the internet, you know, to further, uh, elaborate on these kinds of things. And, uh, well, that is it for your pro wrestling word of the day. We're going to take a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, uh, well, my Hall of Fame inductee picks for 2020. And we will also be talking about NXT UK. So do not go anywhere, Warriors. We will be back after these messages. We hope you enjoyed that advertisement. Welcome back to Talk Is War. Uh, of course, Alpha Z, you know, still doing my thing. And, uh, oh yeah, something I wanted to talk about before, uh, you know, we get on with the show. We will be having a special guest uh, coming up very soon. I know that I said we were going to have more for this season. Uh, pretty personally, we all did. And we will. So, uh, I'm not sure who it's going to be exactly. And or maybe I do, and I'm letting it be a surprise, maybe, but that's all you need to know for now, Warriors, and, uh, well, the best thing to do is stay tuned, and, uh, yeah, so, uh, you probably thought that this whole season was, uh, gonna be shortened down to just me, Alpha Z, well, that's not true, because I got a lot of friends in low places. And uh, so the Alpha Era is still here, still running wild. But guess what? I'm bringing friends, so get ready. And uh, well, now let's get back to it. Uh, let's see. We're going to be talking about the uh, Hall of Fame inductee picks, of course, my picks for uh, 2020. And there's a lot of people that deserve this out there, people like Psycho Sid. Uh, the One Man Gang, Sable, and uh, great tag teams such as uh, the Steiner Brothers, or uh, no, Demolition is in it, um, Evolution, hmm? uh, well, you know, there's a lot of people out there that deserve an induction, and uh, sadly not a lot of them get picked, but 
you know, it takes time. It takes time. It takes uh, a lot of recognition. A lot of social media helps that. And honestly, I have a few in mind. And some of them aren't exactly the uh, picks that everyone else would agree with. But I personally think that these would be, you know, suitable picks for next year. Especially with the timing on some of them. So, one of these being Owen Hart. Uh, know what you're thinking, you know, it's, it had to been done, you know, he died in the ring and all that, and he was a great pro wrestler, you know, won Slammy Awards, the Intercontinental Championship, Tag Team Championship, everything, you know, and, well, sadly, he's not in yet, and I, I don't know why, you know, I don't know why WWE would avoid such a, an amazing talent for so long, uh, with, you know, not giving him his uh, well-deserved induction, but, I mean, everyone else in his family pretty much is, I mean, Stu Hart, I believe, and the Hart Foundation, Brett and Jim, and, uh, well, I think that's, I mean, I don't know if the British Bulldog is, but it wouldn't surprise me if he is. And honestly, I think Owen deserves it. So I think Owen should be the number one pick. Number one. And uh, who else? Who else here? Uh, I also think Taz should from ECW because he is an amazing pro wrestler and a great commentator. I think he deserves it. And I remember watching Friday Night Smackdown, him and Michael Cole on commentary, and they would, they'd fuck shit up. They would, they just had such great chemistry, and um, I really liked Taz's projection, and he knew his facts, he, he was pretty funny at times, you know, I, I like Taz, I think he should be on there, and uh, this is, uh, this, this one's a bit different, because this one's not a uh, wrestler, but uh, Miss Elizabeth, many people have said she is the first lady of pro wrestling, and uh, of course the uh, yeah, the wife of uh, Macho Man Randy Savage being probably the greatest in-ring couple of all time, and getting involved in my uh, majorly in a lot of storylines, uh, especially uh, WrestleMania ones. It's, uh, of course, uh, a tragedy, you know, of uh, what happened to her, and I think WWE should honor her with this induction and uh someone for the celebrity ring or ring wing the celebrity wing of uh the hall of fame the insane clown posse i know what you're thinking that is probably the stupidest thing you've ever heard but they they've done a lot for this industry not wwe but for this industry and if you guys don't remember, ICP was in WWE for a short time. They were with the Oddities during the Attitude Era. And um, uh, they were in a couple matches, too. And they've been in WCW. They've been in TNA. They have their own promotion called JCW. And uh, all over the Indies for uh, fucking decades. And uh personally i am a juggalo but that's not why i'm wanting to pick them i'm wanting to pick them simply because they have contributed to this industry and to wwe immensely and i think they would be a very suitable pick a little bit a little bit questionable for some but 
you know. Uh, two more for you guys. Uh, someone who is not exactly, you know, uh, been regarded as a legend to some, but to me, he is. And that's Christian, Captain Charisma. Uh, former Intercontinental Champion, Tag Team Champion. Uh, he's been a, he's been WWE World Heavyweight Champion before, and, uh, actually, no, just World Heavyweight, not WWE World Heavyweight, but, you know, uh, Christian, I think he's an amazing wrestler, he started here in the Attitude Era, uh, after coming from the Indies, and, uh, made a big name for himself during the Ruthless Aggression Era, and, of course, he had to retire, uh, due to injuries, which really sucks, you know? And I think that he was, or still is, I guess, an amazing wrestler. And I think he deserves an induction. Not only that, but I mean, Edge and Christian. Like, they, TLC, you know, it was one of the innovators, you know. And I think that Captain Charisma definitely deserves to have a kazoo solo up on stage. I want to see that happen. I don't know. Maybe Edge with him, because that would be pretty fitting. But, you know, maybe a set, maybe as a tag team, maybe separate. I'm good with either or. And uh, one more for you guys, the model Rick Martel. I love Rick Martel. Probably one of my favorite heels back in uh, the 80s and 90s. And a great wrestler, you know. Uh, what else, what else? Well, well, nope, that's all my picks. So, uh, the model Rick Martell, Captain Charisma Christian, Miss Elizabeth, Taz, and Owen Hart, and Insane Clown Posse as my celebrity wing pick. There you guys go. Hopefully one of them, maybe one of them gets knocked off uh, this coming year, because the decade's almost over, guys. It's 2020 soon. Y'all better get your shit together. I'm just kidding. You don't have to have your shit together. That's a lie people tell you. You don't have to have anything together. You are awesome. So, <laughs> anyway, um, that is it for my Hall of Fame inductee picks for 2020. Uh, do you agree with my picks? Do you guys have some of your own? Let us know here at Talk Is War. You can find us on CastBox, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. Send us an email, Facebook. You can do it. I believe in you. And now we are moving on to our next topic, and that is NXT UK, an amazing promotion that has uh, probably been one of the most entertaining parts of the WWE Network, honestly. Not a lot of people think that um, think that it has the same adrenaline rush as NXT, but it really does. They have some really great wrestlers, and they have introduced me to the love of British wrestling, you know? and Or not just British wrestling, but... The UK, you know, Ireland and Wales and different parts of Europe, such as France and Scotland. And, you know, I just, I fell in love with UK strong style whenever I saw the, uh, the WWE UK Championship Tournament. People like Pete Dunne, Wolfgang, and uh, Tyler Bate, and just a, such amazing talent I remember watching, you know, and... Uh, me and my buddy were like, oh, wow, that's amazing, you know? And they, they're doing all kinds of stuff I've never seen before, or at least modern day. Great tournament, great tournament. And, um, well, I watched NXT UK uh, for 
I'd say a pretty good maybe four or five months, and I like what I see. People like uh, Tyler Bate, Ilja Dragunov, uh, the bruiserweight Pete Dunn was on there. He's not really on there anymore. Uh, Tony Storm, she's amazing. Uh, Jordan Devlin, Walter, uh, love the ring general, or the ring general, as some of them say. And, uh, you know, there's a lot more amazing talent out there, I gotta say. But when it comes down to it, I like to think that Ilja Dragunov has the most potential. I, I really do. Like Tyler Bate, love that guy, I, but I think he's coming to uh, get the NXT gold or the Universal Championship or maybe even the WWE Championship. But Ilza Dragunov, I think that he's going to make an even bigger name for himself within NXT UK. Not just WWE or, you know, NXT, but NXT UK. And uh, I saw his match against Cesaro at uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. It was fucking amazing. It was the first time I've seen Ilza. And uh, that was the same one with Walter and Tyler Bate. And that was an even better match, five stars. And uh, Walter still the reigning WWE UK champion. In the past, I used to call it the NXT UK champion because I keep on forgetting it's WWE, you know? And it's on a show called NXT UK in a division called NXT UK. You'd think they would call it the NXT, the NXT UK Championship, but they don't. It's weird. But uh, honestly, I love what I see with uh, NXT UK, and they are definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to the future. Um, hopefully, they get an invasion angle too, just like NXT did, and then they'll do it like a four-way thing. Um, maybe they just invade NXT, who knows. Uh, well, that is it for NXT UK opinions of mine. Uh, I want to hear what you guys think. So, let me know. Do you agree with my opinions? Just let us know here at Talk is War. And now we are moving on towards the end of the show with our pro wrestling rumors of today. Let's see what we got here. This is according to Cage Side Seats, guys, just to let you know. Uh, Brock Lesnar is currently scheduled to work the Royal Rumble, and it's not expected we'll see him again until 2020. Well, honestly, this isn't very different from, you know, his usual modern-day career now, because, well, you guys already know. Samoa Joe is currently scheduled to do commentary on Monday Night Raw this evening, says The Observer, and that is really interesting. Um... I've seen him do commentary before, and I remember seeing him on WWE Backstage, uh, especially during the promo school segment. I can't wait to see it tonight, and I can't wait to see Samoa Joe on there. So, all right. Uh, They also say that Jerry Lawler was never meant to be on the Raw team long-term, and Lawler himself recently said he's unsure how long uh, he would be on, but that's... He's signed a new deal with the company within the past month. So, a new uh, contract, yeah? A new deal, okay. So, I guess a new contract, you know. But, uh, well, let's just see what happens with Jerry. And uh, I didn't know that he wasn't going to do anything long-term because, personally, I favor him. Uh, Over, of course, the full years, but, you know, 
He's not the best, but he's amazing when it comes to Monday Night Raw. And, you know. Uh, what else we got here? On Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that the current TLC plans call for Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a stipulation match. Not sure. More than likely TLC or something. Uh, maybe just a tables match. Um, uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair uh, challenging for the women's tag team titles. So you heard it here, guys. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a certain type of match, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair challenging the Kabuki Warriors for the women's tag team titles. That is a rumor, though. Those both are rumors, so don't hang on to it, but just kind of think about it. And uh, Dave Meltzer also said that Mauro Ronaldo is doing much better and could return to NXT soon. It's still unclear on when will that be. Well, um, personally, Mauro Ronaldo, I love that guy. He's an amazing commentator, great combat sports analyst, and I would love to see him return. I love his work with advocacy for uh, mental health, and he's a keyboard warrior, which I am very impressed with. I, I've seen his I've seen his videos, and uh, honestly, probably one of the most intelligent guys I've ever seen. You know, he's it's just amazing. So. Tomorrow, hope you make it back well. Let's hope it is this Wednesday. And that is it for Rumors of the Wrestling World. And, uh, well, now we got some events coming up. Uh, somewhat near me, but I don't think I'm going to make it. So, uh, Monday Night Raw is tonight at 7.30 at the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. It's tonight at 7.30. Be sure to get your tickets, Nashville fans. And be sure to tune in, Warriors, tonight. And that is on USA Network. Yeah. And uh, what's let's see what else we got here. Oh, uh, AEW Dynamite is this Wednesday night at eight at the State Farm Center in Champaign, Illinois. Champagne fans, be sure to get your tickets. And of course, La Champion will be there to give you a little bit of the bubbly. And now, nope, one more for you guys. NXT is also on Wednesday night at Full Sail University, the Winter Park, Florida. Uh, Winter Park fans, be sure to get your tickets. And that is it for events. And, well, uh, we got a fresh, hot new episode coming at you this uh, Thursday, I believe. So be sure to tune in. And, well, I think that is it. That's all I want to say. So from Alpha Z, thank you guys for joining us today. Goodbye. Goodbye.